Government lied to us. Government cover-up. They were wearing black suits, black trench coats. They had no eyebrow figures on this craft in shiny uniforms. This thing was 10 foot top. They had beautiful hair. You don't lock anything up unless you're hiding something. Because they are evil, they are signs of Satanism. Many of them are phallic symbols. Who else in the love crowd say yeah? yeah! Hi, welcome to Caitlin's Conspiracy Corner. I'm not Caitlin. <laughs> this is the podcast where we talk about conspiracies and there's other people. I don't. We haven't done an intro for so. We long have a I daily spider story. Remember what it is? What the intro uh, is? You're the naysayer. I know that. Yeah, I'm Cullen. I'm Doctor Fart. That's Doctor Fart. Shannon. Shannon hey. is with research. us as always. <laughs> Shannon, yeah, is here. My yep. husband, Cullen. That's me. <laughs> Audio engineer, Zach. Uh-huh. Yep. Dr. Hello. Fart. Yep. She usually skips over me really fast. Yeah. yeah and uh, Caitlin. And Caitlin. Oh, right, right, is Caitlin right. here? Maybe no. if we all clap, Caitlin will talk. Wait, wait. <laughs> Maybe we can have a coup. Oh. Oh. Hi, Caitlin. We weren't talking about no. you. I'm writing tweets on BuzzFeed. You're writing, writing tweets, tweets on BuzzFeed. I'm writing tweets on BuzzFeed. They take my tweets and post them all the time. I'm Googling on Facebook. <laughs> well, Hi, don't I'm spill Caitlin. the beans. Welcome to Caitlin's Conspiracy Porn. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a different show. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Gaff. Oh, my God. Porter. Oh, my God. This one doesn't work, Zach. Use a red. 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 Maybe four, maybe three. We'll see Who how knows? many stories we, we get We don't through. know where this jury is going to take us. Of uh, true stories that happen that are real life conspiracies. Or just some interesting shit. You know, it's a real mixed bag sometimes. Story one. <laughs> this is where we insert, insert a real dramatic sound effect right there. <laughs> Story one. Story one. <laughs> Um, did you guys ever uh, play that McDonald's Monopoly when you were little? Hell no. yeah! <laughs> I never no. played it, but I liked ripping the pieces mm-hmm. off. I hated yeah. board games and mm-hmm. childish games. Not like the actual kind. board games. You're game. so mature. I Not was, like the board games just where you go to McDonald's and there's like a little sticker on your fries and yes. it's like a game piece and if you collect enough you mm-hmm. win like a million dollars or whatever. Right. The only ones that were ever useful to me were the, you get a free small fry, fry or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So there's a reason why the only uh, good prizes you ever got were like free small fry or soda or whatever the fuck. Oh, shit. There was a couple of uh, decent prizes out there, but for the most part, um, yeah, yeah you, it was pretty much impossible to win. Mm. So... Um, Let's see. The odds of winning the McDonald's Monopoly were between 150 million for some of the grand prizes, a PT Cruiser, if that'll date when this yeah. contest was happening, yeah. a trip to Jamaica, etc., and um, one in 250 million for the other cash prizes. 
There are a number of different ways to win, and many of the instant win pieces, uh, those were the ones like free fries and drink mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, it started in 1987, and it was revived a couple of times over the years. In 2000, they launched their like latest, most recent version of it at the time, called Monopoly Pick Your Prize. And it was during this revival of the game that the FBI received an anonymous tip. And the tip claimed that someone known as, quote-unquote, Uncle Jerry. Oh, no. <laughs> Uncle Jerry. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure was the name of the boat driver at my friend's bachelorette party at the Lake of the Ozarks. Uncle Jerry? Damn, your friend sure. had a boat at her bachelorette party? Yeah. We, well, like, not like, like a yacht or anything like that. But, it was oh, a yacht. Okay. It, was a it wasn't a yacht. It was a yacht. <laughs> it was, I think Uncle it was Jerry like a, like a, a, a pontoon. We went on a pontoon and then we, oh we took it out God. for the, uh, the afternoon. But I'm pretty sure the, uh, the driver's name. <laughs> Uncle he Jerry? call him Uncle Jerry. Oh, no. I, I oh, wonder if it was the same. I'm surprised you came back alive. He was yeah. surprisingly chill and surprisingly liberal. <laughs> Murderers oh. are usually surprisingly oh, he's chill. Also, he said he claimed to be friends with Dana Carvey and later <laughs> sent us a picture of him with somebody that kind of looked like Dana Carvey. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shannon, how are you not scared shitless? Well, I definitely was. <laughs> Everybody else was way drunker than I was. Oh, so. man. You so kids you want, like, know Dana Carvey? <laughs> yeah. I'm his buddy. Yeah, basically. So I wonder if it was the same Uncle Jerry. Probably. I took him out on my boat once. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen him? Oh, yikes. So this, uh, the tip claimed that Uncle Jerry was at the top of a massive conspiracy to defraud McDonald's of millions of dollars by rigging the game. Uh, it, this conspiracy included mobsters, psychics, strip club owners, convicts, drug traffickers, and this is my own editorializing, worst of all, even a family of Mormons. <laughs> oh, no. Together, this ragtag group of criminals and 1800s American Jesus-loving idiots falsely claimed more than $24 million in uh, cash and prizes. Amazing. Whoa. So, were they idiots or were they geniuses? They <laughs> well, I was just making fun of the Mormons. Oh, dum 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 dum. So, Uncle Jerry is actually Jerome Paul Jacobson, and he's that kind of douche that like always wanted to be a cop. Oh, um, yikes! Yeah, but after a series of injuries, accidents, and poor health. Kept him off the force. Uh, mostly, I think he was just like not. He didn't take care of himself. Oh, um, he had like a ton of lint in his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, nineteen eighty-one, like that's out of the question. Yeah, it could have happened. It's probably a possibility. Have, have you ever seen a person with a ton of lint in their belly button? Well, look across the table. They I don't have a ton. Here. I have some lint. <laughs> they yeah, usually like make uh, every now and then make Caitlin. you call them uncle something. So. Yeah, Colin yeah. always has some, and then he like uncle I'll be like Colin. <laughs> he'll like stand close to me in the shower, and I'll be like, get a fuck ton of lint in there, get it out, and he'll like get out. He'll like put his finger in there and like drag the lint up, <laughs> right in front of my drag the face. lint up, and like look at me like I should know what to do with it. <laughs> Ew, it's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> uncle Jerry was. Uh, the kind of douche that always wanted to be a uh, cop (laughs) and because he didn't really take care of himself that didn't really I mean I think he was a cop for a little bit but yeah it didn't really work out for him that's insane to me that there are like qualifications to be a cop 
<laughs> I thought you just had to have like a god you just complex. Have to be racist. Yeah, he probably wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So in uh, 1981, he got involved in private security with, um, so basically his wife at the time was an actual cop, and when she kind of like half retired, she started in private security, and she got her loser husband a job in private security, Mm. and then soon after that, they got divorced, (laughs) Um, and then Jerry kept his job and then rose through the ranks of private security because he was a white dude in the 80s, and Mm -hmm. he just kept getting promoted, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though he probably wasn't that great at it. Yeah. So he eventually landed a job as the head of security for Simon Marketing, which is only important because they were in charge of printing the game pieces for the McDonald's Monopoly. Mm. So this is when Cherry went into full douche mode, and he basically um, became, like, obsessed with controlling every aspect of the winning game pieces. He, like, invented this special vest that he would keep the game pieces in and then fly them to wherever they were supposed to go and then like have someone bring bring me my boxes of fries and he would put them what? on them. and he just got super self-important about it and um oh that's humiliating so I'm yeah so he would yeah fly places with this vest he um would make employees he would like check their shoes at the end what? of the day to make sure they weren't stealing game pieces mm-hmm. and just you know that that type of personality where it's just like yeah, a power, cops, a literal cop's personality. The, the type of person that always wanted to be a cop and then didn't get yeah. to be a cop. So Ooh. now he's got a little bit of power and he's totally like high why does shit he have, on it. I don't. He doesn't want people sneaking out yeah. with the winning game pieces in oh, their like shoes. But like I just don't get why um, he made be people so... go to the bathroom in pairs. Like you couldn't go to the bathroom by to yourself make sure no to make sure no one was hiding game pieces. Oh my god. Um, and then, like, he would do shit, like, after he went and flew to put the game pieces on, like, the random fry boxes. He'd then go to, like, Ruth Chris, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and order one of everything on the menu, even though he wasn't gonna get close to eating at all, and put it, like, on his expense account and just be like, I'm just so important and so uh, cool. What a fucking turd sandwich. <laughs> yes. <sighs> A turd sandwich. Um, also, female employees among the 30 oh, no. staff he controlled complained that he criticized how they dress, and he often wrote up workers for mistakes. His $70,000 salary was six times his police officer's pay, and he was obsessed with achieving the gold medallion airline status, and he would fly <laughs> to factories... Um, that he didn't really need to go to, just like unannounced, to the irritation of those who had to shadow him. <laughs> so pretty much Uncle Jerry is a cool dude. Super cool guy. <laughs> Finger guns. Real chill. <laughs> um, so at some point during the 80s, Jerry must have decided that for uh, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Don't know where he would have gotten that messaging yeah. in America in the 80s. But, um, he picked it up somewhere. Um... <laughs> And then he decided to turn his douchebaggery up all the way to 11 and start stealing some of the winning pieces for himself. So in 89, at a family gathering in Miami, (laughs) Um, Jerry slipped his stepbrother, Marvin, um, some uh, game piece worth $25,000. Whoa! And um, later, when he was interviewed, he said... Quote, I don't know uh, if I just wanted to show him I could do it or something or bragging. So he's, yeah. Mm. Jerry just admitted he wanted to see if he could do it. 
Um, when his fuck? local butcher in Atlanta heard that Jacobson, was, uh, Jacob's Uncle Jerry, was in charge of the prizes, he like hinted that he'd like to win a prize too. Oh. <laughs> gotta take care of the butcher. Then Uncle Jerry, I'd like to win a prize <laughs> too. <laughs> gotta take care of that butcher. <laughs> um, Uncle Jerry kind of bragged that he could make it happen, um, but it would look too suspicious because they were friends and neighbors. So basically, the butcher found a friend in another state to claim the prize. Give him some, give Uncle Jerry some, and oh then God. give the middleman some. Oh and they kind of just started paying each other off. So, um, security started getting a little more tight because some dude in Wisconsin, like, just, like, a fast food, like, regular McDonald's counter worker, <laughs> had stolen 3,000 game pieces. Damn. Um, so Where was she, Uncle Jerry then? <laughs> they weren't like any winning pieces because Jerry was not letting them get uh, out that far but he had just stolen a bunch to see if he could collect yeah. if you could collect the like row of pieces on the McDonald or on the Monopoly board like the, the same four or whatever you could also win it didn't have to just be one piece so he was just stealing as many as possible to see if he could win mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, in 95 Jerry found out that McDonald's was basically keeping it um, keeping prizes like the best prizes from getting to Canada and um, basically saying like you can send some prizes up to Canada but don't send like the really good prizes up to the, Can- the Canadian stores <laughs> because we don't want the big winners being Canadians otherwise yeah. Americans will stop our, their oh fat asses will God. stop buying yeah. our, our food as much right um, and wow. Jerry decided like Oh, well, they're being unfair, so I should steal more from them. Like, he wasn't already fucking doing it. Oh, my <laughs> um, God. But to cover his own ass, he also stole a bunch of the documents that proved that they were uh, keeping the prizes from going to Canada. Well, that's good. So, <laughs> um, he kept doing this for people yeah. that he knew, and eventually he met Gennaro Colombo, a member of the Colombo Crime Organization. Whoa. So then it just started getting kicked, like, into high gear because they used the Columbos as middlemen and they could spread out the prizes all over the place. And then they would send, you know, 2000 or $5,000 back to the Columbos. They'd get a cut and then Uncle Jerry would get a cut. And so it just started that's, getting crazy. It's so complicated. Yeah. Jesus and, Christ. But it was all McDonald's pieces. <clears throat> yeah, it's insane. And apparently there was a rumor that in the Columbos freezer... They had, remember when M&M's was doing the contest where if you found, like, the one gray M&M? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. In their freezer, they had a gray M&M. And apparently, like, his wife found it one day and he came in and was like, don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they were involved in all sorts Damn. of uh, crazy shit. Huh. Um, then the, the main guy, Gennaro, he died in a car accident. Um, and people in... His family, the crime family, kind of started thinking that maybe his wife was involved. Even though her and her son had to be, like, cut out with the jaws of life and she clearly oh. wasn't fucking involved. Hmm. Um, so that's when they think that maybe one of them tipped off somebody hmm. in the FBI. So yeah, the FBI came down on them and basically as soon as, as, soon as they found one person, everybody just, like, ratted on everybody yeah. else. <laughs> and was like... Oh, no, I, I got it from this guy who got it from this guy. Yeah. And, it, I mean, like, there's a whole bunch of other people involved. Someone named Brenda Phoenix, which I made sure mm. to um, to save that one. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix. Um, but, yeah, 
Um, at one point, uh, somebody, even though everybody was told, like, don't get involved in any press when you win the prizes, don't, like, let the local news come by anything, one guy was like, well, they want to come give me a giant check. Oh, <laughs> my God. The two cameramen who came were FBI agents. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so he messed up. They started getting involved. They were, they were getting closer and closer to him, and then eventually they found... The, the Mormon guy was the guy that uh, that made it all crack for him because mm-hmm. he started trying to steal money for himself without without letting other people oh. get it. And yeah, it was a whole mess. But the reason that this wasn't um, really popular or like known at the time, um, they're going to make a movie about it soon, I'm pretty sure, oh. um, that's coming out. But... The trial for all this started on September 10th, 2001. Oh. So wow. we were kind of distracted yeah, yeah. by shit yeah. the next morning. That's insane. By what? Were we distracted by <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you were never supposed to forget. <laughs> there was one thing. Oh. But yeah. Unfortunately. But... They are gonna be making a movie about Uncle Jerry. I don't know exactly. Um, that makes me mad. They're <laughs> fucking making a movie about. It's another him. one of those like Wolf of Wall Street. A hundred percent, where you take a shitty, horrible <laughs> person and are like, "We're gonna make you re-famous. Yeah. All right, we'll give you everything you wanted." Yeah, I think he only went to jail for what a piece of shit. Three years. He was forced to pay back twelve point five million in restitution, though. <laughs> But yeah, they they stole a shit ton of money, Uncle Jerry and all of his his Uncle bros. Jerry. So that's the story of Uncle Jerry. Let's try to guess. Let's try to guess what the movie's gonna be called. Ooh. Uncle Ronald. Because <laughs> like McDonald. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> the Monopoly guy. <laughs> the Monopoly guy. That's the Monopoly better. Monopoly man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Monopoly man. Uh, Uncle Moneybags. Uh, <laughs> do you think they're gonna have to change the name McDonald's? In the I movie? was thinking that. I was thinking it was gonna be like a different game. Yeah. It's oh god, more you guys are gonna hate this. Ben <laughs> Affleck is attached to direct, and Matt Damon is supposed to star. Oh, oh So Mc- Batman's in it. McDonald's man. McDonald's. Ronald McDonald. Oh my god. Uh, it's, it looks like it might be the Deadpool writers, though. Oh, I have no idea. Hmm. This is going to be interesting. No title yet? Um, doesn't look like hmm. it. I saw something say Hot Package. I hope it's Ooh. that. Ooh. <laughs> Hot Package. <laughs> Things are getting spicy between Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, you guys. Again? Again? Not, like, spicy good. Like, like they're, they're starting. It's oh, about to be no. a public feud. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Those I two totally stable people. Who's surprised? Yeah. Ariana Grande is an angel. Okay. Except when she said, "I hate America," and then licked a donut. That was perfect. I know. I know. <laughs> and then licked a donut. She did. I know she, she did, licked yeah. a donut. Zach, it's true. I know she licked a donut. Comrade Ariana. God damn. All right, you guys want to hear about Jacob Wall real quick? Yes. Oh yeah. Wall. I entitled this one Jacob Wall: colon, A Douche in Wool's Clothing. <laughs> The douche of Wall Street. There we go. <laughs> douche of Wall Street. <laughs> um, so, who is Jacob Wall? Here's a, a picture of this. Ugh, just a little skeezy, skeezy little frat Ew. boy. Ew. Oh, no. Oh, he God. looks like a toe. I don't want to 
giving yeah, it Yeah, it's, it's this, basically, I'm just going to read down his Wikipedia because the actual facts are funnier than anything I could. Oh, <laughs> I think I, his face looks familiar, so I think I I mean, I it looks is. very punchable. Yes, it does. Um, so, he's a uh, former hedge fund manager turned pro-Trump conspiracy peddler and self-described, quote-unquote, expert in Trumponomics. Ugh. He looks like a 12-year-old in his dad's suit. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. His, his um, 21st birthday is coming up. By the time you hear this, he'll probably be 21. I think it's Ew. sometime in December. So, mm. happy birthday. You think he's going to get happy drunk? Happy birthday, little Jakey. In prison, maybe. You think he's going to get drunk, <laughs> guys? So, oh. Is he in prison? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I he's not away. yet. Okay. So, yeah, no. So... Um, Wolf founded Investment Funds Next, N-E-X, Capital Management in Montgomery Assets as a teenager. And in 2016, the National Futures, Futures Association investigated those companies after receiving multiple complaints from investors. Yeah. They concluded that Wall had made several material misrepresentations, including the implausible claim made at age 18 years old that he had more than 10 years of experience <laughs> as a fund manager. <laughs> it also found that Wall had failed to register himself and the fund in accordance with the rules and regulations, and he was permanently banned from the NFA in March of 2017. Solid. Yeah. The same year, um, the Arizona Corporation Commission issued a cease and desist to both Wall and Nex after it found that they were in violation of security <coughs> securities laws. Mm -hmm. um, he claimed he was managing 178 client accounts at a combined total of around 10 million. Although he found out that he was only uh, had about 13 clients at around $500,000. <laughs> um. So when investors demanded a return of their money, he was able to return about half of a smaller amount. Um, half of a small Half of the smaller amount of $500,000, so yeah. Ah. Um, and then it had shown that he had advertised on Craigslist for quote-unquote bikini models and quote-unquote Instagram models for, for Nex's role of quote-unquote director of fun to oh, accompany him yeah. on marketing trips and to entertain clients. I may or may not have answered that ad. Oh. <laughs> Did you get it? Uh, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a non-disclosure. <laughs> Um, he had to pay a bunch of money, $32,000, yeah, $32,000 yeah, 32, in restitutions to investors, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he <laughs> claimed in advertisements on Craigslist, fuck, he loves Craigslist, that he and his business partner, so he was 18 at the time, and his business partner, who was 27, had over 35 years of experience <laughs> flipping homes when he moved on to trying to do that. <laughs> Um, so that brings us to Surefire Intelligence and his oh, attempt yeah. to smear Robert Mueller. Yeah. Okay, it is this guy. <laughs> it's, yes. So this year, um, Wall created and registered Surefire Intelligence LLC. Um, and then reporters who investigated Surefire's website and company um, in relation to an alleged plot to frame Robert Mueller for sexual assault. Um, found that the company had been created by Wall just a few weeks earlier and that its official phone number redirected to a voicemail message with another phone number owned by Wall's mother. 
So if you try to call the company, it redirected to Mommy's house. Hello. Hello. They also reported that the photos on the website depicting some of its purported employees were actually those of um, people unrelated to Surefire, including actor Christoph Waltz. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As well as the Israeli supermodel Bar Raffaele. Um, who is represented as the company's Tel Aviv station chief. What the <laughs> Oh, my God. A profile of a Matthew Cohen containing just, like, a picture of Jacob Wall himself with, like, the contrast turned way, what? like, down. So someone Shut just took it and turned up. the contrast up. And it's like, this is just a picture of you. Oh, my God. Seriously? The Seriously. fucking idiot. Yeah, what's yeah. wrong with him? <laughs> Um, so yeah, soon after creating the company, he advertised it as a team of private investigators, again, on the fucking Craigslist. Um, in the ad, he claimed that, uh, that Surefire consisted of former Israeli intelligence agents and of a whole bunch of other experts and shit that definitely he did not have. Um, he posed as his own client, the dude with the super weird contrasted picture. <laughs> um, and he responded to his own ad and claimed like he got super good service. Um, and then another client paid him a $1,200 advance fee to help recover a stolen truck. But he never performed any investigation whatsoever. And he never returned the money or contacted her again. <laughs> nice. Um, there's what also a... suspicions that um, Michael Avenatti, who is Stormy Daniels' yeah. lawyer, he just uh-huh. got, um, like, he's in hot water right now for sexual assault allegations and domestic violence a- a- um, accusations against him. But um, there was, like, a tweet. Um, the, so a tweet that, was, that came out the morning of, of his, like, arrest that was, like, deleted Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that was basically something like surefire intelligence strikes again um michael avenatti oh, basically <laughs> and then Av- avenatti tweeted first Mueller and now me when we are fully exonerated i am coming for you jacob wall aka uh-huh. surefire so i don't know anything about avenatti whether that's true or false but uh-huh. it does seem like it jacob wall did try to hire people uh-huh. to claim stuff uh-huh. so that's what he did with robert Mueller. he put out uh-huh. ads and contacted what? women from Mueller's past um, to pay them to, like, falsely accuse him mm-hmm. of sexual misconduct and mm-hmm. things like that in his past. Um, <clears throat> there, uh, and then immediately these women who got, who got contacted just started contacting, like, the Atlantic and other <laughs> media awesome. organizations, yeah. like, um, someone's emailing me trying to get me to say that Robert <laughs> Mueller raped me in like oh the eighties. Oh my Jesus. god. Yeah. So I'm glad those women have morals. Yes. So yeah, yeah, like um um on October of this year, um, a Vermont Law School professor Jennifer Taub received an email from Surefire asking her to report on past encounters with Robert Mueller and offering her money to discuss Mueller by phone. She stated she had never met Mueller and referred to the ma- uh, the matter to Mueller's office, which referred the matter to the FBI. Nice. <laughs> so, um, on October 30th, Wall tweeted, Several media sources tell me that a scandalous story about Mueller is breaking tomorrow. Should be interesting. Stay tuned. Basically, a bunch of, um, like, the Washington Post, um, 
and the Atlantic are just following the threads and finding out this is just all bullshit stuff by yeah. Jacob Wool. But I will leave you with some of Jacob Wool's famous hipster coffee shop tweets if you no, haven't heard about no. these. <laughs> so here Wait, we go. He I have did not. these. He did these. I just left a hipster coffee shop. It was packed with liberals whispering amongst each other about what a commendable job President Trump did with Vladimir Putin this morning in Helsinki. What the fuck? America is proud! All caps. Uh, exclamation point, yeah, American flag. Um, and then... Whispering amongst themselves. <laughs> what? I don't get it. I, man, I think something's... Praising... Yeah. He's basically wrong. pretending yeah. like everyone's yeah. on Trump's right. side. Right. It's cool to be on Trump's oh, side. He's got a little thing. thread here. Um, Obama was the laughing stock of the world and brought us to the brink of war with North Korea. President Trump believes... 100% in peace through strength, all caps. Mm. Even coffee shop <laughs> hipster liberals are in awe at President Trump's <laughs> diplomatic breakthroughs Holy all around shit. the world. Does he get a lot of people like shitting on him? There's some really he funny like fake what kind of hipster coffee shop ones. What kind of personality disorder? I don't even know. <laughs> Like a narcissist or... Maybe, Maybe a it's narcissist. more... So narcissists are like... I just feel like okay, this is gonna sound weird. A little bit it's like delusions of that. grandeur. He, it, it is, yeah. but he he's such he's a nerd. Yeah, I mean, he's been running nerd. around with mommy and daddy's money his whole oh, life. Yeah. It seems yeah. like he started an investment hedge fund bullshit at like sixteen yeah, or whatever. Right. I just so. feel like he'd have more, like a little bit more shame than he does if he. I don't know. Like he, what he's doing is so embarrassing. It kind of <laughs> seems like. He, like, fucked up his brain at a young age and, like, hasn't matured past being, like, an eight-year-old. I mean, he is just, like, a super privileged, like, rich 20-year-old, so he probably hasn't ever been told no since he was, yeah. like, eight. But I'm sure he's been made fun of. I mean, like, oh, he has to with that personality. Him. Yeah, like, <laughs> it just seems like he... But if you're that rich, you can just not ever be around people who, who will make, make fun, fun of, of you. <laughs> yeah, but except you're online, so you are... I just feel well, like I rich think this kids... Is, this is the first time it's happening to him, now uh, that he's yeah. online. <laughs> and he's realizing, wait, I can't just take a picture of myself <laughs> and make it really dark and say that it's somebody else. But fucking or, Christoph wait, Waltz? people know who Christoph oh, Waltz yeah. is? But there, yeah. there has to be other rich kids around him that make fun of him like oh, yeah. i just feel like even if you're a rich kid you still have that social idea of like this is embarrassing to do mm-hmm. like this is a joke like jayden smith Christoph would Fox. rip this kid a new a hundred percent and jayden smith is embarrassing but like this kid seems like something like he just didn't mature past a certain point so he's stuck in like a little kid's arrested development what? That's what Arrested Development is, is it? right? Yeah. 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 Oh my Where you're God. like trapped, in, in a, like you're stuck in a stage. You're, yeah. yeah he always has jean shorts on. <laughs> yeah. Always. I thought it, I, uh, there are dozens of us. <laughs> Tony just like cut offs. But guys, the important thing is, oh, I was in a hipster coffee shop, safe space here in LA. Safe space? And the libs were whispering to each other. How at real Donald Trump is doing great for the economy. Got them a raise at work and will definitely be reelected in 2020. Yeah, it just seems like something's like way off. Yeah. <laughs> like not even... Or not, he's just a not troll. That, 
I mean, he could just be a huge he troll. He could be. That's another thing. So he could he, be joking. He, that's what I was thinking. When I but was he's hearing probably going to go to. He's going to get in like legal trouble. Yeah. For, or some which, of this. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that happens to trolls sometimes, and I mean, where they are like hey, he has, being funny, and then he has they gotten fuck in legal over. trouble his whole life and just paid the fines and got right. out of really. it. Like, I mean, when they when they were like, yeah, you you don't have thirty five yeah, years of experience. Right. You yeah. have been defrauding your clients. You're eighteen. Yeah. You have to pay. And now he's two years later. And just like maybe I'll attach my dumbass uh, kite to yeah. the uh, the Trump. Um, yeah, I that's... know someone who's a lot like that. Who really like, comes from wealth, always brags about his wealth, and lies about like how much wealth he has mm-hmm. and yeah. how powerful he is. Really, and he's definitely like going through. He's older than that. Okay, he's like twenty five or something like that, mm. and he's like going through some mental problems right now it's, so I, yeah. i'm thinking just because i'm thinking of this other kid uh-huh. that yeah this Damn. seems so whenever you were reading his website i was like either a he is a troll and he's like making fun because no no person of like sound mind who like is aware of social norms would ever make a website like that and be like yeah this is a, a smart thing to do or this is normal so he's either like making fun and be like haha i'm just fucking with everybody it's I'm also crazy how, like, just some rich 20-year-old kid and Twitter and the internet can get you involved in, like, the president and, like, mm-hmm. the head of the FBI yeah. investigation yeah, and Michael yeah. Avenatti yeah. and yeah. shit. You have enough money. Yeah. You can do anything. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He... I don't know. I mean, if he is joking, like, it's funny baby. that he fucked himself over by being <laughs> yeah. a troll. Yeah. yeah. But if he's not, yeah, he... He needs to he definitely. Like I mean, like, it doesn't seem like he's got anybody in his life who's going to sit him down and be like, stop it, knock yeah. this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he definitely needs somebody. Yeah, so, he uh, needs, like, a hillbilly dad to, like, take him out on the street and, like, whoop Uncle his ass. Jerry. Uncle, Uncle Jerry. Uncle Jerry. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. We can do this. <laughs> we can do these guys. <laughs> Tell right, about so, how we uh, met. so my next story kind of talks about how this whole fucking shit show of politics and entertainment as one fucking thing started. So, there is this guy named Gary Hart in the 80s. He was the Colorado senator. And he sought the Democratic uh, presidential nomination in 87. I think he did in 84, too, but 87's the, the big deal where everything went down. So, um, soon after, uh, a story came out <clears throat> where uh, the, My- the Miami Herald sent reporters to stake out his Washington townhouse to confirm allegations of an extramarital affair. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so the story of Gary Hart and how all of this shit happened is the plot of the book. Uh, all the truth is out there, and it's going to be a movie soon called The Front Runner. I want to say, I want to say Christian Bale, maybe I can't remember. No, 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 Hugh Jackman. Oh, I thought Christian Bale was going to like lose. One of those guys with accents that pretends pounds. to not have an accent. I want to see the Dick Cheney movie so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's God. Christian Bale. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So. He gained weight for that role. Oh, did he? Yeah. What? I said he gained weight for that role. Yeah. Um. Making light out of a 
Is he a war criminal? Oh, is that yeah. what? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. More, yeah, more than oh, that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And he shot his friend in the of... fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I don't know, like, the details of why he's such an awful person other than he shot his friend in the face. I mean, I'd shoot Colin in the face, maybe. Oh, yeah. If it comes for it. Okay. Well, you dick. <laughs> 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 that was good. Tight, tight. So, um, oh, yeah. and Jason Reitman is going to be directing the movie. He did, like, Juno and a whole bunch of mm. other things oh. like that. Um, so Gary Hart was the, uh, the, the front runner to win the Democratic nomination rather than Dukakis, um, who lost to H.W. Bush. So this is kind of where this, that's where that's all centered is H.W. I see. H.W. Yeah. And so basically he was, yeah, he was planned to win and everything. And then someone got a tip that he was like having an affair with his wife. Which, for the first time ever, the press decided to make a big deal about it because, you know, dudes like Kennedy and they've been fucking around on the side for forever. (laughs) And this was the first time they decided to do something about it. Basically, um, they got a tip that um, the woman that he was having the affair with, Donna Rice, was going to be meeting with him in his townhouse. And these reporters, um, like followed her from Miami to DC. I think they were on the same plane as her, like secretly, like stalking her basically. Staked out the house and they got a picture of him leaving. And there's like a like a very famous picture of him in an alley. And then everything blew up. The press started going after him like, I can't believe you're having an affair. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he was like, I'm not gonna let this get me down. <laughs> like um there's a quote that he said, uh, um, he had a speech where he said, politics in this country, take it from me, is on the verge of becoming another form of athletic competition or sporting match. We all do, uh, we all better do something to make this system work, or we're all going to be soon rephrasing Jefferson to say, I tremble for my country when I think we may, in fact, get the kind of leaders we deserve. So this whole Gary Hart bullshit kind of inadvertently leads to Trump. Like that's why it's yeah. going to be a movie soon, and that's why it's gonna. It's like very famous. It's it's that's it's crazy. coming back around now. So yeah, they uh, they stalked this poor woman who um, was just you know I mean he was a dick. He was cheating on his wife, and, yeah. but mm-hmm. so had everybody else. So I mean I'm not on his side on this, but I'm definitely not on the reporter's side on this either. Um, and then it all totally fell to shit for him when he was caught with, like, a woman on his lap on a boat called the Monkey Business. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God, was that Uncle Jerry's boat? Yeah, exactly. It all ties together. Uncle Jerry. Um, and the conspiracy part comes in where it was revealed right before, oh, what's his name? Um... Lee Atwater, this big Republican operative, he revealed before he died that um, he purposely switched the boat that he was supposed to be on, and just to, like it was a normal name boat, mm-hmm. to one called the Monkey Business, called the reporters, and was like, like we set it up, we got to get a picture uh. of him, and totally destroyed his whole career. Wow. Um, he did end up being like some kind of liaison for Ireland under Obama, <laughs> but... He wow. definitely never got uh, the political aspirations that he wanted. And um, let's see. Jason Reitman had a good quote about this whole thing, the director of The Front Runner. And he said, if you merge politics and entertainment, you're going to get an entertainer. 
people who feel shame about what they've done are not going to participate and you're going to get someone who's shameless. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of the point he's going to be trying to make in this movie. And, like, because we started to treat these politicians like they're athletes or, you know, entertainers, we're going to get someone like a reality TV star <laughs> as our president. Interesting. <gasps> so, yeah, that's that. Who wants to hear about exorcisms? Me. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's Exorcise the demons. <laughs> well, too bad. That's the next episode. Shoo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-be-doo-